0: I'm Charlie Luxton. Welcome to Home Improved, a podcast on how to make the most of your home in this day and age, brought to you by Velux. We explore inspiring home transformation stories and help you get the absolute most out of your next renovation project. In this episode, we'll discuss how to improve your bedroom. These days, our bedrooms are for so much more than just sleeping. It's where we relax, work out, even work from home. It's where our kids play, study and even attend class. With that in mind, it's more relevant than ever to understand how we can improve our bedrooms and the surprising impact daylight and fresh air can have on our sleep and well being Today, we'll discuss a loft conversion, which transformed an unused attic into three bright and spacious bedrooms along with a communal area, adding over 50% extra living space. To see the before and after photos of the project, go to @velux on Instagram. We'll find out about the science behind the renovation, how we can all improve the amount of fresh air and light into our bedrooms and homes, and why that is so important. Now for the man behind the renovation. Christopher is a father of three, and as his kids got bigger, the house seemed to get smaller. He and his wife were sleeping in the living room until they completed their loft conversion on his small suburban home near Copenhagen. Hello, Christopher. Hey. We're also joined by Kevin Y. Mellenberg, an associate professor at University of Oregon. Kevin has conducted extensive research around daylight, fresh air, energy performance and air quality. Joining us from Oregon. Hi, Kevin.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: So, Christopher, tell us a bit about yourself.
2: Well, I'm 39 years old. I live in the Viam, a suburb of Copenhagen with my wife and three kids and a dog and uh, we moved uh, to WM about uh, eight years ago from Copenhagen, from an apartment there, in order to get some, some space and, and a garden, and uh, move close to some new surroundings and, and uh, that fulfills our needs of school and sports facilities and stuff like that. And what was it
0: about the house that attracted you in the first place?
2: Actually, my parents live in WM, in so I, I know the area, but we found another part of WM of that we liked. And then this—it's—it's it's a well, it's a large area with a lot of uh, terraced houses. And uh, though the houses are, are small, uh, they are well. This house is, is was uh, we were able to, to improve that. But but the area is, is, uh, is near Copenhagen. It had all this, the things we needed. It was this this nice area with a lot of families that were you know in the in the same position as us with some, some kids uh, starting in school and uh, needing to, to get away from the, the big city but not, not too far away. So you, how many kids
0: did you have when you moved out,
2: out there? Well actually we, we got our last kid about one month after we moved here so we had a, a daughter uh, five or six and my middle son was uh, three and then we had the, the new one. Uh, just after we moved here,
0: it often seems to be the way, doesn't it, that you 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 move house and have a kid, almost. I mean, like really, or get a puppy, or do something really silly. But
2: <laughs> it was crazy, and we had to do a lot of stuff in the house. We had to renovate it just to live in in the the part of the house uh, that was prepared for that. So, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was tough, but uh, we uh, could see the potential, and we 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 needed to to get away from from the the big city and we wanted to to do it uh, just before my daughter started in school and that was just about the same time as well so so everything happened for us uh, during that time
0: how big was the house when you originally moved in how many bedrooms
2: if you call the bedroom we uh, selected one as a bedroom and uh, then one room for the for the kids and then a living room and uh, and a a kitchen so i would say one and then one kids room
0: two bedrooms but five of you
2: yeah yeah so uh, it, to begin with uh, the two biggest kids lived in in uh, one of the rooms and the small one uh, stayed with us in the bedroom and when you bought the house were you did you have plans to
0: renovate it extend it transform it
2: exactly Re- really really cozy house but small we knew what possibilities we had here and we, we have been looking at some houses uh, just from the outside before we moved here and, and everything was fit for us except the, the size of the house.
0: Because the loft uh, the pictures before the project is done it's a, it's a really big space up there, it's a really good space so you knew that there was the potential to do the loft at some point but you were going to have to do it.
2: Exactly and uh, with the uh, Three kids and uh, two full-time jobs. It's it was hard to find the time, and we we did put some effort in just just making the the bottom of the house uh, well enough to live in. But but as the the kids uh, grew up, uh, the house just got smaller and smaller. And uh,
0: can I just let you into a secret? The house didn't change size. The kids got bigger. I know it feels yeah. like that. <laughs> I know it feels like the yeah. house is
2: shrinking. <laughs> Yeah, and it just got worse and worse.
0: So you moved in and you did that classic thing. You've had the baby, you've moved in, you do a flurry of activity, you make it sort of habitable to a point that you can live there. How long before you kind of regrouped and got the energy together to tackle the loft?
2: Yeah, I'm a bit embarrassed to tell you, uh, Charlie, but I think it took about seven years before we got started with the renovation project. And, And at that time we'd been sleeping in the living room for two years.
0: Right, so get, there we go. Right, so by the end, you had the five of you in the kids were now in the two bedrooms, yeah, and you were living in the sitting, sleeping in the sitting room every night, yeah. What was that doing to your sort of state of mind, your happiness?
2: Well, it was it was annoying to to not have the the privacy that you're used to, but we needed the the, the kids needed their privacy, and we just uh, put ourselves second there. But it was. Yeah, it wasn't good, but but uh, yeah, we learned to live with it. But but uh, at the end, it it was it was so bad we <laughs> we had to to move. Where did you go
0: for inspiration to understand how to take this project forward?
2: Well, of course, we visited uh, all the, our new neighbors and had a look at, at their solutions. We had a look at the the older solutions, and they were with smaller or or less windows, and the newer the renovation were the more windows uh, they had. That was quite an inspiration. And when we started investigating the the possibilities, uh, we we just found out that the more glass, the better.
0: It's a really good uh, tip that actually, if you're thinking of doing a project and you've got neighbors with a house that's anything like yours, just knock on the door. You know what I mean? Because because they will have solved the problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of people don't do it, but
2: yeah, and people like to show their their houses. Uh, it really wasn't a problem. Had you done any project like this before? No, nothing like it.
0: Okay, fantastic. So you know you've got a plan. You've done some drawings. You know what you want to do, but you haven't started yet. Mm-hmm. Kevin, we we just heard from Christopher. The kids are growing. The house is, is seeming to shrink. Christopher and his wife are sleeping in the living room. It's reached a tipping point and is just about to embark on a loft conversion. Now, you've done a lot of work and research around daylight, air quality and happiness. How important are these issues of daylight and air quality in creating good quality housing? And what impact does this have on our mental health and, and general body health?
1: Well, I would say daylighting and access to view is maybe the most important thing. In a really healthy and and high quality home, you know, from an anecdotal perspective, you hear it all the time. You walk into a, a house that you're looking at, or you hear your friends talking about moving, and oh, the light and the daylight. It's it's often the first thing that comes to people's minds, and the view, so much that it's you know often described in the in the listing sheets when homes are for sale. So. I really think it's not a stretch to talk about it as maybe the most important thing in high-quality housing and and healthy living space.
0: And what about the way that it actually impacts your
1: mental health?
0: I mean, are there things that we should be looking out for that are indicators that actually our house is suboptimal in terms of happiness and health?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the first is to sort of just pay attention to how you feel in a space. And, you know, walking into uh, a closed-in room um, doesn't have a overwhelmingly positive feel. Um, maybe there are some places where it's nice to have that privacy, but for the most part, you're going to want access to light and access to views and the ability to open a window and get fresh air. Um, I say, you know, access to daylight and view to a room is like water to a garden. It, it makes all the difference and it really allows, uh, you know, life to flourish.
0: Is there hard scientific evidence that, that backs this up?
1: Yeah, indeed. So there's there's quite a growing body of literature around access to daylight from a human uh, chronobiological regulatory perspective. So that's a big word, but it basically means your body clock and uh, how your all your systems, all your body systems, and your immune system and your your regulate your sleep sleep wake cycle. Even things like your digestion and your mood can all be impacted, whether that cycle, that chronobiological clock, is in sync or out of sync with uh, the light of day. This shows its head in um, the negative way when you might see higher incidence of cancer among night shift workers, or you might find um, in senior care locations where people don't have access to to light or can't, you know, aren't mobile enough to move to the window to maybe open a blind that was closed for privacy they they end up having problems with uh, their sleep and end up taking more more pain medicine or or more sleep medicine and of course there's um you know the sort of foundation of evidence-based healthcare design was was rooted in this work by ulrich who who showed that a view to nature reduced pain medicine use uh post-recovery from uh, from surgeries and what
0: about um, air quality, you know, ventilation and, you know, lack of moisture in air or, you know, not having damp, moldy environments? Is that something you've got to handle on?
1: Yeah. So at our research center, we, we study microbes in buildings. It's one of the things that we uh, that is unique to our team. And we've done research on microbes in buildings with access to fresh air through windows as well as uh, another study on microbes in buildings with or without access to daylight. And really, in both of those cases, there's this concept of connection to nature that I think is so important. And it affects us as a human on a macro scale, but it also affects life on a micro scale within our buildings, what we call the microbiome, the bacteria or viruses or fungi that may live in our buildings actually shift in shape depending on their access to nature through light and through air. And overwhelming the story is that more access to nature through light and fresh air means less human-associated microbes in your buildings, which means fewer potential pathogens and likely a healthier indoor microbiome.
0: So this is... Not just uh, sort of uh, slightly wishy-washy stuff. This is like genuinely being studied. You've got genuine science that that, that proves that the, these kind of things that I think we've always taken for granted.
1: Yeah, there is legitimate research to to show the value of, of access to light and air in terms of human health and well-being, sleep being a huge driver of that, uh, air quality during sleep uh, being another piece of it, and then even at the micro scale of uh, of microbes and the microbial community structure and more pragmatic things in, you know, in retail applications, showing that people buy more goods in in places with, with abundant daylight.
0: Are there any sort of things you should be looking out for that would be indicators or red flags that your home environment or even work environment is not sort of up to scratch in terms of a human health perspective?
1: Yeah, you know, I think we probably have all had those experiences at some point in our life where we just we just don't feel well. We just don't feel vibrant. And that in and of itself could be, could be a clue. You know, you, you obviously have to manage that amongst all the other variables in your life about work stress or, or home stress. But, you know, if you're in a scenario where maybe things feel a little out of whack and you just can't put your finger on why, or things that maybe bothered you a little bit are now bothering you a lot more... Yeah, look at your environment and understand that the the places that you choose to spend your time and your homes that you choose that you have to live in can implicate your mood and your general sense of health and well-being.
0: So we've heard from Kevin about the importance of access to light and air in our homes. Christopher, can you tell me about the, the actual build process? How long did it take? Where, where did you live? Who, who did the work?
2: To begin with, it was, it was nothing but uh, empty space. It was uninsulated. So, of course, we had to insulate all the, the outer parts. We stripped it completely and started from scratch. It, it was like building a new house. A new roof, new floors, new heating, new insulation, new windows. Everything is it, new from the first floor and
0: up. What extra space did you manage to create in the
2: loft? The original house has uh, 92 square metres and 38 square metres of basement. And we managed to to find uh, 54 extra square metres in this attic. Yeah, I think more than 50% extra living space. And what did you make up there? Three rooms about the same size and a shared room between these uh, three rooms. So four new rooms. So tell me a little more about the
0: actual build process.
2: It was actually possible for us to work our way through the roof without uh, disturbing the the rooms underneath. So we made a hole in the roof and, and actually made it all from the top. We managed to, to do it without too many disturbances of our, our daily life. Of course, uh, the month without the b- bricks on the roof uh, was uh, stressful because uh, it was in a rainfall uh, time and... Uh, it was more than one time I had to get up at night to fix some holes in the... Plastic sheeting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so you lived underneath the build as it went on?
2: Yeah, we had to do that, yeah. And it was possible, but it was... it was uh, Yeah, in the period without the roof, it was a bit stressful.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's an understatement. So you did actually quite a lot of the work yourselves? Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. So What did you do? Tell me the main things that you did.
2: Well, the inner walls... The floor, the heating in the floor, all the, the finishing. I think it, it was from just about when the windows were installed, we, we took over. with help from, from some, some friends, but uh, we, we managed.
0: And Tell me a little more about your bedroom. Were there any, What are the design ideas that you put into the bedroom specifically and how have they worked out?
2: Well, uh, the house has this split level. Uh, so the, the one room on the attic is is uh, actually with with windows to the east and the west and uh, we chose to to place our bedroom there uh the master bedroom did you take the
0: best space for yourself yeah we yeah, <laughs> I, I
2: i got to choose <laughs> i built it i got to choose um so the bedroom works as, of course as a bedroom and, and in these times it also works as uh, my office my desk is uh turned uh, towards the uh, east so I get to watch the, the sunrise and uh, I can control the curtains if it's too not, uh, disturbing with the sunlight uh, and then we can uh, watch the sun uh, set uh, in the west uh, just before uh, going to bed or yeah, this time it, it's before but we took the room with the six windows and the, the light from both sides and um, yeah, I just love it
0: could you elaborate a bit more on the, kind of the other design features that you brought into the spaces that you created? Choices around materials, colours, furniture, for example.
2: We wanted to, to uh, still show that this is uh, a roof. This is uh, a loft that had another uh, use before. And uh, we chose uh, bamboo for floors. It has all the qualities we needed and it's uh, sustainable as well. So uh, that was an, an easy choice. These uh, tilted walls are not good for hanging hanging anything on. So we painted it white and uh, we're quite happy about that. And the twist is that we we painted the, the end walls uh, on, on the, the rough bricks in the various colors.
0: So you sort of brought in some splashes of color but kept it simple and used a kind of the... The geometry of the shape. Yeah,
2: that's right. But I think it, it turned out quite good. Fantastic.
0: Are there anything you've done in order to kind of improve the indoor air quality of, of the new space that you've created in the house?
2: Connected to these windows are a, a device that measures the, the humidity, the carbon dioxide, and the, the temperature. And it's somehow connected to, to the opening and closing of the windows and the curtains. so even. If it's hot outside, the curtains will will shut out the incoming heat, and uh, and vice versa. If it's if it's cold, uh, uh, it will open for for the sun to to heat up the room and still control the humidity and the the air quality in the in the rooms. And that's one of the best things about these uh, solutions. That any time of day you go to these rooms, it's optimized uh, on these uh, three parameters.
0: I really like the fact that you've created this sort of slightly undefined space between the bedrooms. That that you know, it's not clearly a, a you know an everyday city. It's kind of got this interesting sort of undefined character. Is that is that a really successful space for you?
2: Yeah, it is. We we meet there, and we uh, we have a, a lot of light in that room. So so uh, yeah, I just enjoy being there, and I know the the kids do as well, and and even the dog stays there uh, when she's uh, home alone. It's a great place to just. Uh, just hang out uh, when you come home from work. Uh, is there anything you'd have done differently looking back on it? No, nothing at all. It was, Yeah, this was just the, the solution we needed. And how has it transformed
0: your sort of home experience?
2: It gave uh, a lot of peace in the family and, and uh, to myself and my wife. Uh, each one of us can now go to a room and lock the door. It gave less conflicts between the, the boys living together. And as they grow up, they, they need their private space. So it was just in the last second, I guess.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? You get to that point at that sort of age, like 10, 11, when you sort of really need to get them into separate rooms.
2: Yeah. They, 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 sometimes we need to just stuff them away. So it's, it's for our purpose and theirs as well.
0: <laughs> and has it had a big impact on your sort of family dynamic?
2: Yeah as I said it was it was cramped it was it was uh small and and, and no one was was really happy about their rooms uh, my daughter had the smallest room the two kids were sharing a room and we were we didn't have a room my wife and I
0: I'm looking at you know some of the pictures of the project which are on the, the Velux Instagram account, and it, you know you've really transformed the space, and predominantly using roof windows. And, and Tell me about how you've used those, how you've positioned them, and how they sort of function in the space.
2: Well, it gives us, of course, a lot of light, and it also gives us. I, th- I think we got maybe three or four extra square meters because. The windows are, are, you know, lifted from the roof.
0: So we can, we're sort of almost like an instant dormer. We call it yeah, a okay. dormer window uh, in England. And they sort of, so you can walk into under the
2: roof light. This was was the best solution that gave us space permanently. Some other solutions just uh, gave extra space when you when you open the window or, or making a small extra terrace. But this gives us the extra space uh, with the windows closed as well. And that, that was exactly what we needed.
0: So that must be a beautiful place to, to wake up in the morning.
2: Yeah, it's perfect. I can, I can see all the, the, the roofs in the, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's this area with a lot of the, the same houses, the same styles. And the, from here, I can, I can look down on everybody <laughs> and see the, the, the red roofs uh, in the neighborhood. And the, I can actually shut down the, the lower curtains and have my privacy, but still have the sky. That's perfect.
0: I mean, do you genuinely feel the difference in the quality, uh, the air quality, when you're upstairs from the rest of the house?
2: Yeah, I must say I didn't think that much about it before, but now that it's it's here and the the, the air quality is always good, I immediately sense when it's not good. If I turn off the control, I I will I will notice. So uh, when it's bad, I notice. When it's when it's good, it's just there.
0: Yeah. And what about in your bedroom? Has that made a sort of change the way your sleep patterns and how you're sleeping?
2: Yeah, I think so. It's difficult for me to to compare one to one because there were some other things. Just by it, it was annoying in itself, just sleeping in the, the the living room. But it is really nice to to go to my to my bedroom in the in the evening and just knowing that. The air is fresh, the temperature is as good as, as possible, without me having to, to think about it, or me having to, to open and close the windows. That's one of the, the best parts about this uh, the solution, this late renovation.
0: And do you think, had the kids noticed it? Have you noticed their sleep patterns changing at all?
2: Uh, they sleep a lot, uh, they <laughs> did before as well. <laughs> That's never been a problem. <laughs>
0: Kevin, what do you think about the transformation of Christopher's home? You've seen the, the pictures too.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. What a transformation! The to hear Christopher talk about it, you know, he, he pragmatically said, "Oh, it's fifty percent bigger," but to hear him talk about it is clearly feels twice as big. Uh, and you know, I think that connection to the sky and to the view brings sort of brings that outdoor life indoors, and and it makes the spaces feel larger than they really are. Uh, in combination with you know the the extra head height that you pick up and and things like that, I think it's it's really powerful.
0: So a lot of the things that you're seeing and the response that Christopher's had to it is that bearing up the research that you've conducted.
1: Yeah, indeed. You know, I think I've, I've I've got a great story about a employee of a government building that you know was happy in his in his building, and they had just built this wonderful daylit building and had skylights and he had this opportunity for a promotion, but it meant going back to the sort of central headquarters and it would have been a dark office. And he turned down the promotion to stay in the beautiful daylit building. It's one of my favorite stories. It just drives home the point. I think what Christopher and his family are feeling about how the light gives this space a whole different character and, you know, makes a house a home and and turns it into a beloved space that even in these difficult times where we're all spending a lot more time indoors, well, we're all spending a lot more time indoors anytime, <laughs> and uh, it makes it a much more enjoyable place.
0: So how can we improve daylight and air quality in our homes? Is there any sort of tips and insider hints that you, you've you got?
1: Yeah, I think um, my, my two rules of thumb for creating wonderful indoor spaces uh, is get light from the sky if you can and if you can't get light from the sky get light from two sides so get light from two windows and you know in two different directions if at all possible and that's of, of course on top of the baseline of a window in every room um, I think it's an essential
0: so why why from the from the top why roof windows why are you saying that that's kind of the the optimum source of light
1: the sky dome is br- the brightest source in the sky. And so, you know, pound for pound or dollar for dollar, the money that you invest in bringing light in from the sky is going to pay more dividends than lighting from any other direction. So the sky is three times brighter on a cloudy day than than the horizon. And of course, uh, for moments when you can get direct sunlight in the space, uh, you have the the added benefit of that dynamism uh, and that vibrancy as well.
0: So it is just the luminosity that you get from the zenith that really means if you can do it, get a roof window.
1: That's right. If you've got access to the sky, punch a hole and get it.
0: And what about uh, internal air quality? Are there any things around that that we should be looking out for?
1: Yeah, I think actually the nice thing about daylight and fresh air is they pair really well. Um, And the the roof window or skylight concept when they're vented is a perfect way to induce uh, what we call stack ventilation. So you bring in air on the ground floor through any sort of window opening. And if you can vent it out through uh, a roof light that, that operates, then then you get this natural buoyant air effect. And, and you can bring a lot of nighttime cool air into your your building in the summer. And uh, managing the, the window openings, you can induce you know, the right amount of fresh air any time of year.
0: And you talked about having windows on two walls or on two elevations, if you possibly can. What's the, what's the thinking behind that?
1: I think one is a psychological and it just feels, the room feels bigger. Um, but the other is from a motion of the sun perspective. Um, when you've got the sun wrapping around a building, you have two chances for you to either get direct light from the sun or to get directly bounced light from the sun because of the objects that might be in your view uh, if the window doesn't see direct sunlight at least your view will see direct sunlight in the scene
0: sometimes that can be really powerful isn't it you know even if you're in shade but you're looking at something that's brightly lit that has a kind of lifting effect to your 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 mood
1: yeah indeed you know the 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 science around circadian regulation really wants your sort of your eyes to consume bright light and that can happen a couple ways. It can be the bright light that's coming streaming through your window into your room, and that's your visual field. Or it can be the bright light that comes from you staring out your window and seeing objects that are, that are being shown with sunlight.
0: What about uh, moisture? Because I know that there's a lot of concerns around moisture in buildings and mold associated with that. Are there any things we should be looking out for and doing to try and reduce the issues of that?
1: Yeah, well, I think good airflow is one way to to help to help fight that. Um, you know, it, it can certainly it can bring moisture into your space if you're not managing it carefully. But um, effectively, you know, ventilating a space is going to keep it um, dry and and you know free of free of the concerns around mold growth. You know, there's also a relationship between between lightened bacteria and light and fungi, like we mentioned before, and so. You know, bright and well-ventilated spaces are a good recipe for for healthy indoor environments.
0: What are your thoughts on on this kind of integrated system where you're controlling CO2, humidity, um, temperature through through automation of opening and shutting windows?
1: Yeah, generally, I think it's a it's a great addition. You know, kind of smart windows, smart homes. Um, you know, appropriately integrated technology like that can enhance our experience in the spaces and and also, you know, help manage uh, healthier spaces even though we don't have the time or maybe we don't notice the need for it. So I think it's a nice integration. You know, we do have some built-in sensors for air quality. We have our nose, and when we walk into a space and it and it doesn't smell quite right, that might be the clue... To open the window and make a difference for the better, uh, but hey, you know if a sensor can can do that more quickly and save you the time, uh, even better. Similarly, at night when we're sleeping, you know there's research to show that as the CO2 builds up in a room, your sleep quality reduces, and eventually that may wake you up and prompt you to to crack a window. But if you can have an automated system crack that window for you and allow you to continue to sleep more effectively or with higher quality, that that sounds like a good addition to me.
0: So these are the kind of the fundamentals you think for creating a healthy, happy home is get the the daylight, air quality, and and hopefully the rest will follow.
1: I would put it like this. Um, We've all had the moment of holding a crying baby, and you can feel that sort of stress response in your body when you're holding a crying baby. And your goal is to soothe that baby. And when the baby finally takes that deep breath and falls asleep on your shoulder, the feeling that you get from that, for me, is like walking into a daylit room compared to a dark room.
0: So it's that moment of sort of release and, and relaxation. That's right. So there you go, Christopher, without even thinking about it, you were capturing all of the great and good thinking about a healthy and happy home. Daylight, ventilation, absolutely crucial thank you both very much for joining us today it's been absolutely fascinating and thank you at home for listening remember you can see the before and after photos on the vlux instagram page this has been home improved the home improvement podcast from vlux with me charlie luxton please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode